0: Good morning, my name is Dick and Norman Freeman, and I will be presenting today's lesson titled A New City from Revelations 21st chapter, verses nine through 21. Let us first go to God in prayer. Great Jehovah Yahweh, we humbly submit ourselves before you this day, thanking you for another opportunity to study your word. We pray that your word will go forward in a manner that will be pleasing and acceptable to you. We pray that you will use this lesson in a way that someone will be drawn to accept Jesus Christ as their Savior. We praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The Israelites of old along with all of God's people down through the ages, longed for the coming time when we will live in complete eternal peace. The new Jerusalem was predicted even before the Babylonian exile ended. After John's vision of the new heaven and the new earth, the believer's final and eternal home, the angels shows him a more perfect or specific picture the church here described as the bride and the Holy Jerusalem. This new city would be a place built by God where the righteous would dwell with him in perfect peace forever. When speaking of a city, we are speaking of not only the physical infrastructure, but also the people who dwell in that city. In this sense, The new holy city of Jerusalem is symbolic of the church as the redeemed bride of Christ. Now, today's lesson, titled A New City from Revelation 21st, chapter verse 9 through 11, is divided into three parts for ease of discussion. I will read the scripture in three corresponding parts from the New Living Testament version. And discuss each part directly after each scripture reading. These three parts are, part one, beautiful bride, Revelations 21st chapter verses 9 through 11. Part two, beautiful foundations, Revelations 21st chapter verse 12 through 17. And part three, beautiful walls, Revelations 21st chapter, verse 18 through 21. The scripture for part one, Beautiful Bride, Revelations 21st chapter, verse 9 through 11. And verse 9 reads, Then one of the seven angels who held the seven bowls containing the seven last plagues came and said to me, Come with me. I will show you the bride, the wife of the Lamb. So he took me in the spirit to a great high mountain, and he showed me the holy city, Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God. It shone with the glory of God and sparkled like a precious stone, like jasper, as clear as crystal. Now let's discuss part one, Beautiful Bride. Uh, verses 9 through 11. In verse 9, the angel invites John to come, proposing to show him the bride, the lamb's wife. The apostle John describes the church as the bride. If the church is Jesus's bride, as it says in Revelations 21st chapter verse 2, which reads as follows, And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride, adorned for her husband. If this is true, then she is bound and betrothed to him in a holy and unbreakable uh, covenant. Of course, we know it's true because all scripture is true. But as we shall find in the next verse, the name bride also refers to the holy Jerusalem, the city of God. Marriage imagery is used in the Old Testament to show a similar relationship between God and Israel. The word bride is one of the most important words used to refer to the church. It normally signifies the relationship between Christ and the church. This suggests that her duty is to love and respond to her husband but more importantly, it communicates the overwhelming love and commitment of Jesus Christ to his bride. If human beings consider themselves bound by the vows they take on their wedding day, how much more will Jesus consider himself bound to his people? In the new heavens and the new earth, God will dwell in the midst of his people as never before. Christ, the great mediator will usher them into God's presence with robes of righteousness, and they will be thoroughly accepted in his sight. Both the body of believers and the city are referred to as the bride, the lamb's wife. The fact is, in a sense, they are significantly alike. The holy Jerusalem is a city out of heaven it is not heaven, but it, is, it possesses the features of heaven. It is the dwelling place of the resurrected bodies of the church, which is the redeemed bride. God and Christ, the church, is a holy nation. See this in 1 Peter 2nd chapter verse 9. Therefore, the prepared bride, the holy city, is a structure laid out as a city to provide a permanent dwelling place for the redeemed bride, which is the church. Jesus promised to prepare a place for his followers in his father's house. John 14th chapter verses 2 and 3. Also, you can see it in Hebrews 11th chapter verse 10 and verse 16 this city is undoubtedly the promised prepared place for the redeemed bride. Our bodies are our temporary home for our spirits and souls. Now let's read the scripture for part two, Beautiful Foundations from Revelations 21st chapter, verse 12 through 17. And verse 12 reads, The city walls was broad and high, with twelve gates guarded by twelve angels, and the names of the twelve tribes of Israel were written on the gates. There are three gates on each side, east, north, south, and west. The wall of the city had twelve foundation stones, and on them were written the names of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. The, the angels who talked to me held in his hand a gold measuring stick to measure the city, its gates, and its wall. When he measured it, he found it was a square, as wide as it was long. In fact, its length and width and height were each 1,400 miles. Then he measured the walls and found them to be 216 feet thick. Now let's discuss Part 2, Beautiful Foundations. The heavenly city that John saw is a picture of perfection. It has perfect dimensions, beautifully adorned with precious gems and gold. The heavenly city is protected with high fortified walls. The twelve gates of the city are covered by twelve angels in order to ensure the city remains pure and unspoiled. The gates echo the twelve gates in Ezekiel's new city, which represents the twelve tribes of Israel, and the complete inclusion of God's people. Read this in Ezekiel 48 chapter verse 30 through 35. However, one of the most interesting facts about the city is that it is built on 12 foundations, each one bearing the name of one of the 12 apostles, the first bearers of the gospel. This is because only through the gospel can one become a citizen of this heavenly city. Next to its brightness, John is struck by the details of the city walls. He notes its height and thickness, and the security provided thereby. He counts and makes note of the number of gates, each guarded by an angel, and that each gate is inscribed with the names of 12 tribes. The number 12 can signify human government. It is a perfect number, symbolizing God's power and authority. The number 12 is found 187 times in the Bible. The most prominent use is for the 12 tribes of Israel. Many other references to the number 12 are meant to directly or indirectly connect to the tribes, including the 12 apostles. Read this in Matthew 10th chapter, verse 1. 12 memorial stones, read about them in Exodus 28th chapter, verse 21 and twelve unleavened loaves in the tabernacle. Read this in Leviticus 24th chapter, verse 5 and 6. The cubic dimensions of the city are reminiscent of a key part of previous temple architecture, namely the Holy of Holies. The tabernacle's Holy of Holies was ten cubits long, wide, and high, Solomon's temple and Herod's temple both enlarged this measurements to 20 cubits. This is also its size in Ezekiel's vision. Not only is this city larger by far, the note that all three of its dimensions are equal means that this entire city is the Holy of Holies. Traditionally, only the high priest was allowed into the innermost sanctum of the temple, and that only on one day of the year, the Day of Atonement, this spot was so holy because it was where heaven met earth. Scripture for part three, Beautiful Walls, Revelation 24th chapter, verses 18 through 21, and verse 18 reads, The wall was made of jasper, and the city was pure gold, as clear as glass. The wall of the city was built on foundation stones inlaid with twelve precious stones. The first was jasper, the second sapphire, the third agate, the fourth emerald, the fifth onyx, the sixth carnelian, the seventh chrysolite, the eighth beryl, the ninth topaz, the tenth Chrysophorus, the 11th, Jacinth, the 12th, Amethyst. The 12 gates were made of pearls, each gate from a single pearl, and the main street was pure gold, as clear as glass. And let's talk, let's discuss part three beautiful walls. John describes the city walls and gates naming the beautiful precious stones that adorned them. The specific stone names adorning the city walls are meant to remind his audience of the 12 stones on the high priest's breastplate. Check this out in Exodus 28 chapter verse 17 through 20. The city's wall and foundations were made from precious stones and its streets are pure gold, materials that could be hewn and fashioned as one saw fit. The city gates, however, are made of pearl, an item that does not need to be polished or cut. Even though pearls we know on earth are small, the largest one recorded is only two feet long and one foot wide. These pearls are big enough to carve an in, out an entire city gate. This is where the image of heaven's pearly gates comes from. It is all one piece, complete, symbolizing the church's purity. Lastly, John remarks on the city streets, which are pure gold. The gold reminds us how rich and extravagant all of heaven is. The purity, like the wholeness of the gates of pearl, reminds us of how Christ's bride, the church, the holy city has been cleaned in all faults and blemishes by the grace of God. This pure gold, however, is transparent like glass, reminding John's audience of the brightness of God. Nothing in the holy city will obscure God's brilliant glory. This ends today's lesson. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for giving light to your ways and opening our minds that we may see the things that you have stored up for us. Help us to remember to be obedient to you in every way. Help us to recognize that while we are alive here on earth, that we must live in a manner that reflects your ways and your values give us the wisdom to know and understand what life in your presence will be like. Help us to understand that all we need to do is to tell the story and the Holy Spirit does the rest. Bless this lesson and allow it to touch someone to bring them to a closer relationship with Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen.